Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's message is that reading from Acts chapter 1 that the vicar read for us just a few moments ago. Well, this is the last week of the Easter season, and perhaps the last time we might together proclaim, He is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! As we close this Easter season, we also close our Easter sermon series as we witness Matthias changing roles, that from follower to a leader in the church. Now the Holy Spirit is moving in this text, and to help us see it, well, we're going to do a little bit of a review this morning. You see, this Easter season, as it began with the resurrection of Jesus and his revealing to Mary Magdalene, it doesn't seem as if the Holy Spirit is there at that moment. But remember Mary's reaction when she hears the word of the Lord? When she hears her name, well, she comes to life. Who do you think opened up Mary's heart and her mind when she heard her Lord say her name? Yes, the Holy Spirit at work. In the second week of Easter, we witnessed the arrest of the apostles by the religious authorities. We saw their miraculous release from prison, and we saw them following the command of God to proclaim Jesus Christ, even in the midst of a command from the authorities to not proclaim Christ. Do you think the apostles would have been able to stand up to the, to the religious officials without the Holy Spirit aiding them and giving them words to silence their opponents? Probably not. In the third week of Easter, we witnessed the conversion of Saul. We saw Jesus intervene directly in Saul's journey toward Damascus. Ananias hears the Lord and speaks his words to Saul. And scales fall from Saul's eyes, both physically and spiritually. For Saul then responds. He goes to the synagogue and he proclaims that Jesus is the Christ. Yes, truly, the Holy Spirit at work. In the fourth week of Easter, we listened to Paul's address to the Ephesian elders. And there he revealed that the Holy Spirit continues to tell him that imprisonment and afflictions await him. We heard him reveal to the elders that it is the Holy Spirit who has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. The Holy Spirit at work always pointing to Jesus. In the fifth week of Easter, we witnessed the Holy Spirit in the prompting of Peter and the proclamation of the gospel and what was essentially a Gentile Pentecost. In the sixth week of Easter, we heard Luke recount how the Holy Spirit led them to Philippi to the very feet of Lydia. The conversion of Lydia comes by the hearing of God's word through the mouth of the Apostle Paul, and the Holy Spirit enters in. She and her household are baptized, and a place for the advancement of the gospel in Europe is established. 
Now, with the exception of Easter itself, all of these lessons during the Easter season actually take place after Pentecost. Our lesson today takes place after the ascension of our Lord, but before Pentecost. Does this mean that the Holy Spirit is not at work here? No. On the contrary, for the Apostle John records in his gospel that Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit when he appeared to them after his resurrection. In our lesson today, the apostles find themselves there at that crossroads in between the ascension and Pentecost. They have witnessed the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus. And their next directive? (laughs) The hardest thing of all, to wait. Wait for what's next. And since the resurrection changes everything, their approach to whatever's next is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. After all, who do you think prompted the disciples to actually remain together and devote themselves in prayer? The Holy Spirit. Who do you think prompted Peter to open up his mouth and quote scripture regarding the filling of this empty position within the 12 apostles? It was the Holy Spirit. Why? Well, do you remember last week's New Testament lesson from Revelation? We saw the bride of Christ, that new city of Jerusalem, come down from heaven. And what was inscribed on each of the 12 foundations of that city? It was the name of an apostle on each foundation. Having 12 apostles is God's design and thus is his will. This too is the work of the Holy Spirit with Peter. But the Holy Spirit does much more. Did you hear Peter recount the plight of Judas? The Holy Spirit brings us clear warnings, even if you were found in the middle of the apostles. It is possible to fall and to be lost. Beware of the danger of going from following to falling. Satan is a master of disguise and he loves to deceive. Beware of his cunning as he tempts you to trust in anything else but Jesus. So how do you fight against the devil's evil schemes for you? By receiving God's good gifts. You come to worship. You allow the Holy Spirit to build you up in faith through the hearing of God's holy word. You read, study, mark, and inwardly digest his word. We sing the hymns together. We pray together. We join in the mutual conversation of the saints. And we receive his sacraments for us. Sacraments that bring and sustain faith. Did you know that an apostle of Jesus is one who Jesus selects and sends? Thus it is only right and proper that Jesus choose the next apostle. So the apostles prayed, asking for the Lord's will to be done, for the Lord to choose. Who do you think prompted that behavior? The apostles? (laughs) No. 
Every single one of them abandoned their Savior in the garden. Only one dared show his face at the cross. Do you honestly think that 11 men could actually be in unison on anything? Without the Holy Spirit? Even with the Lord, a Savior, and our eternal salvation one, we often grasp at prayer as if it was our last and only option. In our weakness, we pray selfishly and with impatience as often we had no hope. Even Paul was caught in this. Remember that Paul prayed three times for a thorn to be removed from his flesh? What was his answer? Hey, Paul, here's what you should have prayed for. To be content with the sufficiency of the grace of God so that you might boast in your weakness and God might be glorified. Folks, the reality is we don't pray by ourselves. The apostle writes, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. It was the Holy Spirit alone who brought unity to the prayer of the apostles, and it was the Holy Spirit alone who polished their request to the Lord and made it perfect. The Holy Spirit takes our simple prayers and the innermost groanings of our hearts, which we can't even put words to, and then delivers them to the Father according to the will of God. Who do you think brings unity to our prayers here in worship? It isn't me. It isn't you. Our unity in prayer is only made be possible by the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who brings us collectively into alignment with the will of the Father. The will that Jesus has revealed to us in the gospel reading today. The will of the Father and the Son is that his church be one. So the Holy Spirit does it for us. What a blessing. Even in the midst of us. And this brings us to our last point. The Holy Spirit helps us to move when necessary from following to leading. Matthias followed Jesus for his entire ministry. He was a witness of Jesus' baptism, his resurrection, and everything in between. He was prepared for the office. He was then selected by God to be a witness to his resurrection, an apostle. Do you think that Matthias took on this new role without the power of the Holy Spirit? Of course not. For the Holy Spirit supplies what we need for every office that we hold. In our office as a Christian and a member of the priesthood of all believers, he reveals our need to repent. He reveals to us that we have Christ's righteousness before the Father. He reveals to us that the permanent condition of death itself is now destroyed. Our resurrection is assured. And Satan, 
He's defeated. For each and every office we hold, the Holy Spirit empowers us with strength and wisdom and courage to live according to our calling. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, to strengthen us and preserve us and to always point us to Jesus. Otherwise, left to ourselves, we would fall easily to the temptation to turn tail and run from any moment where we might hear the opportunity to bear witness to our Lord. On that point, it seems we are in good company with the apostles. Forgiven company at that. If the Holy Spirit had taught us anything regarding the resurrection, it is that God uses what we would never expect to advance his kingdom. The resurrection has changed everything through the cross, the grave, and the resurrection. The power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is revealed to be our Lord and our Savior making us redeem children of God with a future that is secure and eternal. So now when we come to a crossroads in our life, even if it means we are facing the obvious reality of grief or a new diagnosis, a pending death or anything else that is right in front of us. We too can stop. We can give thanks. We can praise, give praise to God and pray, waiting with patience to see what the Holy Spirit reveals to us about our changing life, our call, and our work in His kingdom. For he works to prompt us to action, to speak the gospel, to comfort each other in our distress. So how do you do this? Well, we were designed to be in a community led by the Holy Spirit, not islands that stand alone and sink. So start by coming together and pray. There are prayer partners here at the end of the service. Make use of them. Then respond in faith to the answer, even if it only means dealing with that obvious thing that is right in front of you. For as much as we would love to hear God speak to directly to us, most always it is always what is right in front of us, including this moment. But never, never discount or be discouraged that your calling might be who you are right now. It matters not if you're a lawyer, a plumber, a doctor, a cashier, a parent, a nurse, a teacher, a daycare worker, or an artist, or anything else. For all are needed for God's work here on this earth. But if you do hear the call to more and you just don't know what that is, look around at what is in front of you at the moment. Have you considered getting involved in our upcoming Goods and Grace initiative? Have you thought about getting involved in our comfort dog ministry? 
Mariah was here this morning, and although Mariah is not with the other comfort dogs who are now in Uvalde, Texas, they're doing wonderful work to bring the comfort of Christ to people who are desperately in need of it. Whatever you're calling, following, or leading, the resurrection has changed everything. And God has given us everything. Not only his son Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, but his Holy Spirit as well to lead us through every crossroad in our lives. Even promising to give us the words that we need when we need them. So how do you know when you're being guided by the Holy Spirit? <laughs> well, if something pops in your head that isn't in line with love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or most importantly, self-control, then you probably ought to remain silent. For it is possible that you're listening to something else, perhaps Satan or even yourself. And that'll probably never give a faithful witness. So to sum this all up, when life challenges us with what is next, gather in unity. Pray. Especially if it is with your spouse. And deal with whatever is in front of you now. Remembering Always that you have a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the one who has poured out his holy and precious blood for you on the cross, for the sins of the world, for you and for me. You are forgiven. You are set free to respond to your calling to the glory of God alone, who sends his Holy Spirit to aid you and to lead you and to strengthen you and preserve you in the faith day by day until his return, until life everlasting. Well, thanks be to God. Jesus, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.